Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Allie Corman, Ed Carson here with a look at the market in today's session, Friday, June 23rd, and also a look at how the week unfolded. And Ed, over the last two months or so, we've been in this strong market rally, at least for the NASDAQ, and we now have the first down week after eight weeks up in a row. Yeah, so I mean, it wasn't a surprise that we had this, and certainly the NASDAQ and S&P and a lot of leading stocks held up pretty well. A lot of things going on, and we'll just have to see how that goes. I want to take a look at three stocks that ultimately showed pretty good support, HubSpot, Rockwell Automation, and Google. All right, we'll take a look at those three stocks, but first let's analyze the major indexes. So here's a look at the NASDAQ composite down 1% on Friday. We have the S&P 500 down eight tenths of a percent today, the Dow down six tenths of a percent, and small caps taking a little bit harder of a hit down one and a half percent. We'll take a look at small caps soon, but Ed, in terms of the NASDAQ here, especially, it seems like this pullback is really orderly, at least as of right now. Yeah, right now it looks orderly. That could always change, but right now, I mean, don't try to guess what the market's going to do. Let's look at what the market is doing right now. And right now it's orderly, just dropping below the 10 day line. I mean, honestly, how that's not, that's just, that's a paper mache defense level. I mean, uh, it's still, you know, like uh, today it fell a fair amount, but it did, it did find support just above Thursday's low. I mean, just fractionally. So I didn't go any lower, uh, really isn't, you know, trying to hold as much as possible. Um, I mean, some of this are some tech titans that are really doing well or, or not giving up any ground, you know, it's still fairly elevated from the 50 day line. I mean, it's not crazy extended, but if we rallied, it wouldn't take much for it to feel pretty extended again. So uh, we could rally from here, but then we might, you know, quickly hit a ceiling again. So uh, ideally it would continue to pull back or pause, maybe let the 21 day catch up. I mean, you could do that over several days, couple of weeks, let the 10 week line, let the 50 day line catch up to a greater extent. And then maybe uh, it could take off with a lot of buying opportunities, but I mean, we'll have to see, but yeah, it looks, looks pretty, pretty healthy so far. Let's also take a look at the S&P 500 here below its 10-day line. It did undercut Thursday's low, but not by much, a fractional decline. And also, I think, uh, key to note how we've seen the declines coming in lighter and lighter volume in recent sessions. Yeah, that's been nice to see. It certainly hasn't been this frenzy. You know, there hasn't been. And, you know, it's coming off lows a little bit. It was nicer earlier, like mid-afternoon, like, hey, we, it almost looked like we we're going to go positive there. But didn't happen, but still, uh, it's, it's we're not selling off. We're seeing some strength into the close on some of these days. Mm. Uh, you know, we're holding above the August highs. So the S&P is still holding above some key levels. And if it came down to the 21-day line, you know, that would be around those levels. I mean, the 21-day mm -hmm. line is a moving target. But, you know, that would be a natural, another natural area where it would find support. Yes, and we want to take a look at the Dow. So here's the DIA ETF. So seeing a little bit more damage in the blue chips and the small caps. So the Dow is now below its 21-day line, trying to find support at the 50-day line. And uh, if you look at where we were on 6-2, that was that really explosive day that we started seeing really broad participation. We've now round-tripped that essentially around, you know, maybe the middle of the bar or so on that day. So not giving back everything from before that day, but still eating into it quite a bit this week. And then here's a look at IWM. So continuing to see 
losses pile up here and today's outsized decline puts it below the 21 day line and right at the 200 day line. And that coincides with the breakout area that we saw for the Russell in early June as well. Yeah, and we're seeing that on other measures. It seems like that market breadth, which was looking so strong, not so much. A couple of days ago, there was a day when the NASDAQ fell more than the rest of the market, and the other indexes are going, hey, this is great. You know, the other indexes can hold up, and the NASDAQ, you know, will, will pull back to be less extended, but that's not what's happened ultimately for this week. Something to watch. If we see the Dow and the Russell and some other measures fall any further, that'd be a little bit concerning. Uh, so while the NASDAQ and S&P look, good. There was a little less so um, elsewhere. Yeah. And speaking of market breadth, let's take a look at QQQ versus QQEW, the equal weighted uh, version of the NASDAQ 100 ETF. So the Qs down 1% on Friday, QQEW down 1.2%. So an outsized decline there for the week, QQEW down 2.8%, whereas the Qs were down just one and a half percent. So it really does seem like these mega cap tech stocks that have been leading in the 2023 market are holding up the best in this pullback. Yeah, I mean, there's some other leaders that are holding up, but definitely the those mega caps, it is very concentrated. So even, and then as like one, QQEW, these are 100 big cap right. stocks. We're not talking <laughs> about some small fries. There's some big names in there. And, uh, but it really is, you know, sort of seeing that concentration about what's holding up the best. Yes. And let's look at SPY versus RSP. SPY for the week down 1.4% and it's equal weighted counterpart RSP down 2.7% for the week. Let's take a closer look on the daily chart here for RSP. We had a trend line drawn 6-2 again, that uh, key day where we started to see broad participation. We've now eaten into a, a lot of those gains and are now below the 21 day line here. And uh, this week also, we went below the mid-April levels as well. Yeah, and, and just thinking about the relative strength line, that's the blue line sort of down below there. That's the lowest since I think maybe late 2021. I mean, it just continues to weaken. Again, there was just this momentary blip where you saw, hey, a little outperformance, but it was just so momentary. It's just been in free fall. Uh, for all that time and going back all this way or late late 2020 actually so as you know that's the weakest just shows you that how how top heavy the the, the market mm -hmm. rally is once again becoming right and it seems like kind of a double-edged sword because uh it's obvious which stocks are the leaders uh, but you know a lot of those aren't in position anymore uh, for buys or you know maybe they need more time to, to set up again or for a good add-on opportunity uh, and it also on the other side it makes it harder to find other stocks that are uh, not only setting up but are working in this market yeah that's it's it's a tricky market when hopefully it wouldn't take much for it to be opportunities but mm -hmm. it is it is difficult right now for sure Mm hmm. And we want to take a look at some various sectors. Here's the industrial sector after three strong weeks up in a row, taking a little bit of a break, which maybe is not a bad thing, Ed. No, I mean, a lot of these things, they had run straight up from the bottom like XLI had. And uh, so that could be, you know, it, they were getting extended from the 50 day line. So some of these names and we're going to look at one later on where it just sort of if you could hold around the buy point. That would be nice and let some moving averages catch up. And uh, so, yeah, I, I still think this looks pretty good. And 
Boeing was one negative for this mm. for this group beyond. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that one is a big weight in there. I'm not saying that's the only reason, but that's one reason why it had that outside effect. I think a lot of industrials look pretty strong. Mm -hmm. Let's also take a look at SMH chip sector for the week, a decline of 3.8%. So a pretty sizable decline, but also you have to put it into the context of where it's been. I mean, it was just, what, a, a month and a half ago that it was really, really surging from uh, you know the 120s, and it's still around 147 and change. This ETF, so uh, chip stocks getting hit this week, but overall the leading chip stocks are still holding up. Yeah, and we're gonna, and just in general, we're gonna see which ones are the leaders and which ones are sort of like those second tier or the laggards. It's a little, everybody sort of moves ahead when when markets moving up this strongly. When they, when everything's going vertical. Oh, it's like, you know, you don't feel bad if your stock is only going up 5% when another stock is up 8% or 12%, yeah. but a little different in a pullback. Mm -hmm. Totally. And we want to take a look at the software sector. So here's IGV down uh, almost 3.1% for the week to break a pretty big winning streak. So not all surprising to see it coming back a bit. No, it's pretty same as same as the chips. Mm -hmm. And if we want to take uh, an even closer microscope, you know, or a magnifying glass at those uh, mega cap tech stocks, we can take a look at uh, an ETF, you know, FNGS is the FANG plus ETF here, uh, down about a half a percent on Friday. So uh, definitely, as we were saying, these mega cap tech stocks weathering, weathering this pullback storm, I guess, if you could even call it a storm, it was just like a little, uh, I don't know, sprinkle. <laughs> it's not even really storming too hard in uh, tech land just yet, but they're yeah. weathering it very well. Yeah, that's above the 10 day line. So that's looking, that looks just great uh, in, in that, in that, in that field. Mm -hmm. And now let's take a look at some individual names of interest. Here's HubSpot, H-U-B-S, an enterprise software stock worth watching as it tightens up around some key levels, the 21-day line. We have a round number at 500, a declining tops trend line, Ed. So it seems like uh, for stocks that we want to keep on our watch list that are uh, working on new setups and not taking too big of a, a hit from a relative strength perspective in this pullback, this seems to fit the bill. Yeah, it's it does fit the bill in a lot of things. So yeah, there's a few volume bars in there. Though, so, um, you know, one of them might have been that uh, quadruple witching. And, and obviously it, it held the 21-day line. So there was no real big breaks. Yeah, that was a strong day. So even the, even the volume doesn't look bad. It's a four weeks tight now. It's uh, that should be having. So if you get above, yeah, you can see you, you drew a couple of places where you might jump in. I think the question would be if it pops above right now, if you, you know, if the, if the market seems like it needs to pull back a little more, we saw that a lot of stocks popped out on Thursday and then yeah. they, you know, there was MongoDB that held up, but there was a bunch of others that really did not. And so, you you know, it just, it's just tricky because it, 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 it hubs is probably not going to power a higher absent some kind of news like, oh, look at my guidance, you know, we go up 15%. So just something to keep in mind, but there's definitely some places where you might be entering and this is uh, definitely one to watch. Right. Good point. And this goes back to IBD's thoughts on market timing and in a power trend, strong markets and strong stocks will find support at the 21 day line. And it seems like uh, a lot of times the best buys can be 
not always, but can be when you're seeing the market in an ideal spot. So if the NASDAQ still has a ways to go to its 21 day line and a potential test or bounce off of that level, like you said, uh, if HubSpot becomes actionable on Monday and the market pulls back more, uh, that could create a timing issue there. Yeah. And next on our list, let's take a look at ticker ROK. This is Rockwell Automation, an industrial stock ed. A number of up weeks in a row here and a breakout of a cut base last week, down less than 1% this week in light volume and still hanging in that buy zone. Yeah, so that's, I think, acting really well. There was probably some, you know, if when it got above the 287 level, as it was sort of breaking, you know, there was probably some early entries in there. There was some strong, some decent volume there. Could have done that as an early entry, uh, you know, but that was, this is one reason why you have to be paying attention and keeping a wide, um, wide uh, net for your uh, watch list. But it got really extended. It's still pretty high up versus the 50-day line, even after pausing for a couple of weeks. So, you know, this is really healthy action, holding the buy point. It'd be great, you know, the relative strength line, that's that it wasn't the greatest, but that's because that had a full-on base. If this market pulls back and this can hold up, that RS line will continue to trend higher, move towards consolidation highs. I'll also note that the fundamentals are pretty good. I mean, uh, you know, that's not bad. Twenty-six percent growth. This isn't just some like a oh, boring kind of thing. It's got <laughs> some real, it's got some decent numbers in there and really strong growth in the latest quarter. Uh, so you know, definitely, definitely one to watch here. Sounds like a plan. And let's also take a look at G-O-O-G-L. Down for the week, but off lows, uh, down about 1% light volume. You know, intra-week, Ed, this was starting to look like, uh, and maybe it still does, look like one of the weaker mega cap techs. It closed below the 21-day line uh, in the middle of the week, reversed higher on Thursday and closed right at the 21-day line on Friday. So, I guess just when you thought, oh, Google might be breaking down, it was able to find its footing. Uh, but also, I think, you know, instead of just uh, making all or nothing decisions for traders who were buying the stock maybe earlier in May, maybe sell some at the break of the 21 day line, but not everything. Uh, so if you're going to try to hold a stock for a big move, you're going to be tested. Uh, but making those incremental decisions can help you in that instance. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I, one reason I wanted to bring this up is that, yeah, during a pullback, you just, you don't know, there's going to be on a given day, some will not look great, but if you're not, if you're not in the stock, it's like, that's fine. Okay. I'm watching it. It doesn't look very good right now. And then on Thursday, well, it's looking a little better. And today it's sort of like in between and we'll see, maybe Monday it tumbles, maybe, you know, like, yeah, I could almost flash a buy signal on Monday, which again, if the market's not really great. Maybe you don't want to take advantage, but it can really swing. We're at those levels where a lot of stocks and where the indexes might very quickly go from, oh, that looks really good to, oh, that looks really bad. And mm. the thing is, you don't necessarily have to make a lot of decisions right now if you're on the sidelines. And, you know, I mean, been thinking, just watch them and then wait to see what ends up uh, coming out and the ones that hold up well, ultimately, not today necessarily, but ultimately, those are the ones you want to take advantage of. Great advice there, Ed. All right, so as we turn our attention to next week, what do traders need to be focusing on? I think it's just generally, you know, you should be looking at these stocks 
uh, and, you know, I mean, and just looking to see what the winners are. And that's the ones that are the extended winners. And, and we didn't look at it, but like, you know, the NVIDIAs and others that are just holding up so strong, you know, that would be the one if those could go back to the 21 day or something, that would be like, wow, that might be a real opportunity or these stocks that are holding up and just be ready for it. Like getting those watch lists ready. And, you know, the stocks that you are most interested in might adjust a little bit from day to day, but you want to be ready to go and be ready to jump on buy points early, but not, but I, but I would wait for the market signal. I mean, remember, you know, that's the M is so important. It overwhelms everything. I think when, on, when you see pullbacks like this, it reminds people, it's like, oh yeah, the market was up yesterday. All these stocks rose. Oh yeah. The market fell today. All these stocks fell. It's like, yeah, the market really does drive most stocks and, you know, just wait for those more uh, bullish signals. And then I think they might be a lot of opportunities. Well said, Ed. All right, everyone, that is it for today and this week, but make sure you're keeping tabs on investors.com for the latest over the weekend. And we'll be back with more on Monday on IABD Live. We'll see you then. Hope everyone has a great weekend. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.